Hey guys, welcome to the Masters of Modern podcast on the MMCast Network. We are a Magic the Gathering show talking about the modern format and each of the most awesome adjacent formats in Magic. We're brought to you today by the House of Modern, our unbelievable Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the MMCast. Please comment, leave your thoughts below, hit that notification bell, and subscribe if you want to keep getting updated on what we're doing here. And of course, follow along on social media with any of the relevant accounts. The information is in the description below. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you on the episode. Welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, everybody? We're here. We're back. We're excited. This is a really great episode. Uh, I, I'm, like, really excited to talk about this with you. We had a long, spreadsheet-driven conversation about today's topic, so... Yep. I did math. There was there was calculations being involved. The community got involved, so mm. thank you, everyone who follows me on Twitter, for participating in polls and answering my subtle questions on what we're talking about this week. Yeah, coming up today on the show, we're going to be talking about the top 25 mechanics in the history of magic. Mm-hmm. Though this doesn't include, you know, flying and all the, the fun uh, evergreen ones. We're only talking about the fancy special ones, the yeah, expert yeah. level ones. Yeah, so so all of the uh, evergreen keywords will be in our hot take next week. There'll be a whole countdown there. There's 25 that will count down. Um, we did include land home because we wanted to keep 25 and 25. Ooh. That one's going to be a lot quicker. Um, so through those who don't, the, and if it's not on that 25 list, it's 26. So yeah. land home is the 26th. The best evergreen keyword it's a wild list uh, it's crazy how many mechanics there are in magic we put a poll out on twitter you guys may have even interacted with that one so we got a lot of information there we're very excited to take all that information and plug it in here yeah well, we'll um, break down like how e- how each of these were calculated and and, and where we kind of came to it yeah so coming up on the show we are going to be talking about all the evergreen ones in the hot take alex mentioned that we are going to be counting down the top 25 using your information we have huge announcements on our patreon so stay tuned for the middle of the episode we'll get to that stuff a little bit later and of course a big shout out to andrew Andrew Kelso. Yes. He's a noble in the House of Modern. This episode is brought to you by Andrew. Thank you so much for your support. Hats in off to you. The House of Modern. Yeah. Um, and of course, if you want to follow along with what we're doing, hit us up on social. You can follow me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Kess Wiley or on Twitch at Kesco. Awesome. I think we should just jump straight into it. So yeah. there there are a bunch of honorable mentions, the ones that didn't make the list, and I think we should just literally read them down. Yeah, I'm going to count down until we get to 20, uh, until we get to 30, and then for the, the, the five before that, we'll like take a breath, and okay. then we'll say the five that didn't make into the top 25, um, and then we'll explain how, actually right now I'll explain how we all counted this. So the way this worked is on Twitter, I asked, what is the best mechanic? And magic. And everyone posted their different mechanics they liked. Sometimes people mentioned three. Sometimes people mentioned one. Sometimes people pointed at someone else's mention and were like this with a GIF. Um, And I took all of those and I just put it into a spreadsheet and counted it. Um, I then uh, added points for if you're on the ban list in modern. If you're on the modern ban list, this is a modern podcast. uh, You got extra points just for having multiple cards with that mechanic on the ban list. And then I then ranked myself all of the mechanics um, that just based like on one to 10 scale based on power level, um, which is probably the most biased section of this ranking list. But then Ben came in (laughs) and with all the things that were relatively tied, um, went in and kind of uh, ranked them among themselves. So me and Ben did a further ranking of everyone's top, top lists. Um, There were some wild ones. We separated all of the evergreen keywords, as we mentioned at the beginning of the cast. So, so for instance, if you voted for scry or banding or whatever, that's in a different section um, that we'll talk about in the hot take. So make sure to tune in next uh, Tuesday for the hot take or on Patreon if you want it a day early um, that on a Monday. Um, but as we get into this, I'm just going to count down. You ready? You ready for this countdown? All right. So there's so many ranked, good mechanics here. It's ranked, crazy. And this isn't everything. These are just things that were mentioned, right? So there's mechanics that weren't included at all. Um, I brought in some that I thought were maybe forgotten uh, that like are important to modern. Um, but starting from the bottom, these are all things that got voted for either by me or the community. Afterlife, Battlecry, Devour, Eminence, Goad, Exploit, Rampage, Bushido, Heroic, Offering, Amass, Energy, Threshold, Populate, Rebound, Flanking, Tribal, Domain, Evolve, Exalted, Explore, Fabricate, Ninjutsu, and Affinity. Oh, there's more. Oh, no, we have more. Improvise. <laughs> uh, so these are now, we're in the, oh, yeah, because we're going to 25. Improvise, Evoke, <laughs> Overload, Totem, Unearth, Proliferate, Riot, Shadow, Shadow Madness, Morph, Split Second, Imprint, 
now we're taking a breath because we're in that we're then right before 25 constellation surveil and undying and undying so that's crazy so like looking at the ones that didn't quite make it number 26 being undying that's pretty fair it's like obviously popped up as a little bit more significant recently but right it got a lot of points because of the new um uh yawgmoth decks right that's yes. like like if yawgmoth wasn't around early early modern before like there was a question in jun do you play kitchen finks or do you play Jarolf's um, messenger Jarolf's messenger uh that just stopped you just stop playing both of those cards. There's just yeah, better cards. There's better cards. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Undying is definitely making a comeback. Obviously, Surveil is really new. Constellation has a bunch of new cards that were added to it out of uh, from Theros Beyond Death. There are so many cards on this list that you just read off where I'm like, I can't believe that these didn't make a top 25. Mm-hmm. Like if I was a fan and I was voting, I realized that the ones that are in the top 25 are just very good and that's the reason. Right. But some of these I'm like, I, well, feel like, I feel like ninjutsu. Like, how did, like, if I was a fan, like, I would see that. I'd be like, I need to vote that so high. Ninjutsu is so sweet. Or, like, uh, proliferate. I, like, I'm obsessed with proliferate. I love that mechanic. I can't believe some of these didn't make it. Rebound is incredible. But, I mean, the, the top 25 is really powerful. So, so, so like, some random shout-outs. Imprint was the only card that didn't make the top 25 with the card band. Yep. Uh, that would be uh, Mox. Uh, yeah, Diamond. Chromox. 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 Now, this is a combination of our opinion and the stuff on social. So there are there are a few in here in the top twenty five. They're like a little absurd that they made it, but it's okay. We needed to, we needed to take the opinions of the of the general public, yeah. of you, the people, and like put this right. into the show. Right. Like good noblemen, we've we've listened to the people and and taken their votes into consideration. So I think that's, we electoral college to this and moved on. <laughs> let's read let's read twenty five through twenty one and then and then sound off on those because I think Perfect. if we spend too much time on each section, this episode will be like three hours. We've done yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. we go line by line before and those episodes are actually four hours well, I th- long i think as we like count down we'll talk more and more i think to begin with let's like bring up like here are some key cards that really puts this over the top yeah and 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 then we'll move on best so, card for me so number 25 retrace retrace which like six months ago or a year ago yeah like well the best two cards would be the one that does one damage yeah flame jab flame jab and the discard one which, and, and raven's crime which, both which i've the, played in a gp one. before now it's Ren and Six. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, right? So if those who don't know, Ren and Six is ultimate, gives all spells retrace. Retrace, and it yeah. just is, like, very good. <laughs> retrace is sweet. It's a really good ability. The thing that makes Retrace so unique, and, and if you're on audio and you don't know what these do, Retrace allows you to discard a land card to cast a spell from your graveyard, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't exile the spell. So you can do it over and over and over again as long as you can get lands into your hand. So Retrace is good. Transmute being number 24, the most prominent Transmute card played in Modern is Teleria West, the land that comes yes. into play tapped, yeah. Yeah, adds yeah, a blue, yeah. and for blue, blue, one, you can search your library for a card that has a casting cost of zero, put it in your hand. Mm-hmm. Retrace is, or uh, Transmute is great. I've always liked Transmute. The thing about it that I think is so cool is that the, the tutor ability is not casting a spell, so they can't interact with your mm-hmm. ability to search. And because Transmute with that particular card gets you a land, it's really hard to interact with. You right. can activate it, play the land. If they can't interact with the land, then you just got through counter magic. Well, and, and Tolerio West gets stuff like like uh, engineered explosives, like yeah. like other cool zero drop artifacts that are weird that it like can you used go to get grab. your Mox Opal if you needed it yeah, to. Get, it, well, it gets it gets um Lotus Bloom, not Fingerback Walker, but well, yeah, Fingerback yeah. Walker, but the new one, Ballista, Ballista Walking Ballista. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously Tolerio West is by far the best and like is a top tier modern card, and then. Uh, I think after that's probably Muddle the Mixture. I've always liked Muddle the Mixture. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Number 23. That, that, that's probably more because Muddle the Mixture is a good card that worst case scenario you can go fetch something. Like yeah. The, the like negate side of that is what's powerful. Well, yeah. Also, because the thing about Muddle the Mixture that's great is that it obviously is a functional two-mana counterspell, but two is such an important casting cost. Um, and that's with the transmute things is like as you get more expensive, you know, we've all played Drift of, Phant- Drift of Phantoms before if we have to mm-hmm. uh, to get a three, but two is so consistent. That's why Muddle is such a great card. So, Coming in number three, we've got Convoke. Yep. Um, the most prominent card Convoke ever printed is Far and Away, Court of Calling. Yeah. It's uh, green, 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 X. Search your library for a creature card, put it directly into play, but you have Convoke. You can tap untapped creatures that share a color to help pay the cast. Okay. I mean, it is probably the most played. It might be the most played tutor in modern history. I, like, I'm trying to think if I can think of a for better non-land one. For non-land tutor. Yeah, well, yeah, not, not, like, not fetch lands, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... But like a card tutor? Like I think um, it's more played than like Tolario West for sure. Yeah, I think Cord is played a lot. And I think I, w- I would argue that Expedition Map is probably the the other. Second, okay. And it's sure. also a land yeah, tutor, yeah, yeah. but it is a specific sure. card tutor. Yeah, yeah. It's like seen a lot of play over time. Um, or it's like Scapeshift actually is a just kind of a tutor. No, it's like like Scapeshift decks have never been. I mean, they like have had moments, but like remember Birthing Paw was like the best deck for so long. And, and Primeval Titan playing. is kind of a tutor. 
Right. So non-land. Yeah. So you're going to cut land tutors. Yeah, if you're looking for stuff that tutors something that is not a land, then I would, I would agree. Is there another Convo card that has seen significant players? Is just this card by itself has gone this as high as it has? I mean, this is, like, if there's another card, it's, like, 1%. I, I think, like, there are a couple that have, like, people have tried. Sure. But nothing that's, a like, a major thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Coming in at number 22, this, this we is have... The first, this is the first fan uh, Twitter influencing the list. Yes. Snuck it in there. I do not believe there's a single card in Modern with this mechanic. I would almost guarantee that's true i there might be a time shifted card maybe oh that's possibly true or they could have i guess they could have put it in like like is there a horsemanship card in horizons oh maybe oh so the mechanic is horsemanship, horsemanship. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know this is a mechanic from portal three kingdoms which was a uh originally meant for chinese exclusive but then they released it internationally there's uh, there, there's no modern level card. set um and yeah there's no modern <laughs> card and basically it's flying they like realized that they wanted flying to be in the in the set but that flying didn't make sense for the story it was based on the set is famously based on three the three kingdoms portal uh yeah, it's, it's, no, called, it's called portal three games but there's there's a story i'm not sure yeah, yeah i forget what it is called but it's a famous chinese story it's like very 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 important uh but it um is there's not a lot of flying things in it, but there's a lot of horse stuff. So they made it horsemanship. It reads, actually, this creature can't be blocked except by creatures with horsemanship. It's yeah. actually functionally just flying. Except and they reprinted some cards that they reprinted some cards, right? Like, but... Yeah, the commander sets have had a bunch of them reprinted. There's been the... From the vaults have stuff reprinted. No, what I was going to say is like, like, in... like the card Rolling Earthquake, for instance, is just Earthquake... Except that it's references horsemanship, right, not flying, right, right. right? So you have a functional reprint of a card. Like I made the mistake at one point in Highlander of playing Rolling Earthquake as a second copy of Earthquake in a deck with all my little, little two one flyers, and uh, I cast it, and I was like, "I'm so clever." And then he was like, "All your fairies are dead." <laughs> That's like stupid horsemanship. I'm never playing this card again. Um, except it's really good because, like, if excluding that weird environment <laughs> where you're playing the all flyers deck, it's just like strictly better than it in most cases. Yeah, you can answer all of your opponent's flyers. Right? And, uh, and if you're playing a, you want. and if you're playing a bunch of sweet horsemanship creatures, you're, right. you're in business. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yep. And then number twenty one, we have extort. So extort is a much more recent mechanic. It's not a mechanic that's really pushed it's just one that i think my theory on the reason that extort is so popular and extort is a hybrid black white uh, cost that whenever you cast a spell you're able to pay black or white mm -hmm. on the casting of that spell to drain your opponent for one life and gain one life they printed on a whole bunch of commons good cards too oh, right. oh, the, the probably the best card is the enchantment yeah I would, uh, blind obedience well, so there's a lot of beings. There's the four mana creature, the two two that comes into play, and all your swamps tap for two now. Cryptgast, um, Cryptgast, and then there's I think those are probably the most played. Well, and even if you just played that limited environment, extort was really important. Correct. It was really fun. I, the thing about extort is that I it's not actually that powerful. It is incremental value. Mm -hmm. The thing about extort that I think people like so much is that it adds. It's kind of like. It's kind of like every one of your cards having a quarter of a cantrip or something. It's like it just makes all your cards feel more fun to play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, you know, people like little triggers and like you get a little trigger off every card. Well, I think I think, yeah, the, the back of limited and commander helps this card, right? Like and, and it's cool that extort like is this weird it like breaks the rules of commander in a way because it has hybrid man on each card, but it's yeah. in the reminder text. So it doesn't count toward. Oh, really? Uh, a card um, like a like it's what? Not like hybrid. So like it's not like um so in hybrid mana, you can't play a Kitchen Finks in a green-red deck. Yeah, if because, I'm playing... Because it has white in its color... Um, what's the word? Color identity. Extort doesn't count towards color identity because the black-white symbol is in the reminder text for the keyword. It's not actually on the card. Which is weird, but it allows extort to be in any deck that the color. That's is in. that's that's an absurd ruling. That's like so <laughs> dumb. I can't even. It's been true since extort was out. Ugh, such an arbitrary thing. Anyway, so that's that's going to be twenty five <laughs> through twenty one, guys. We are going to get into the next set here, and I have to tell you guys now we're starting to get into some really powerful mechanics because. Not not to say that any of the ones we just mentioned aren't, but I think you're going to be surprised at how low some of these are, just because. I mean, seriously. Yeah, so coming I in, I think there's there's. One, there's only one more mechanic that is not in modern, I think. Oh, no, there's, yeah, because by, well, okay, well, let's let's get going. So, so coming in number 20, we've got Transform. Correct. Now, Transform, what's the most powerful Transform card? Is it Jace Rin's Prodigy? So, like, what what are available? Uh, Delver, Jace, um... Oh, I mean, the other, the other Origins Planewalkers, so, like, Liliana is, is available. Yeah. Really good. Well, like, other, I'm trying to think of, like, Innistrad Transform cards that see a lot of play. Mayor of Aberbrook have seen play, but it's not... Search for Us Kanta is really, really good. Oh, sure. Sure. It might be Search. Search is really I good. I think Search is better than Jace as a card. 
they're like they they serve like very similar they do functions. Like half the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> they're both two drops in blue. They're two um, drops in blue that put cards into your graveyard. That then once you have enough cards in your graveyard, flip to be card draw engines. <laughs> I mean, and, and as much as Delver is like not currently a player in modern, really, it can't be understated how powerful that card has been historically in Magic. Yeah, I, I would argue that all time that's the most powerful transform card. Yes, it's I very agree. iconic. I agree. But I think if you're going to compare the three are that are significant, it feels like they're Delver, Search for Escanta, and Jace. Those yeah. are like the three. Like Abyssin maybe is up there and like all time, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they're and they're all sweet. And those are all good cards. And and Transform is just an ability that states when a certain condition is met, the card literally flips over and turns into something else. I did go back and forth on including Transform because I did not include like hybrid mana. because <coughs> uh, it's like a weird it like functions differently, but yeah. I like realize that transform maybe is different than double sided, so it's included. Now, Next up, we've got a mechanic that's not actually prominent really in modern at almost at all, mm-hmm. um, and that's buyback. Yeah, this is a, this is a mechanic that initially came up in Tempest way back when. Yeah, I think and, it's only been a featured mechanic in Tempest, like, and then it came back in Time Spiral. Yeah, like there's there's like all in the reprint sets, right? Yeah, like, there were like commander sets. It's been reprinted, but it's not been in a standard legal set since since Tempest, mm-hmm. which is when I. Started playing Magic, so it is very old. <laughs> is the is the most powerful card buyback ever printed? Capsize or Forbid? It's one of the two. Capsize, Forbid, and then Corpse Dance, right? Has buyback. Capsize, Capsize is probably the most ubiquitous. Forbid is also very powerful. Yeah, Forbid's cool because the drawback can be a draw card, right? Like if you're forbidding Lingering Souls, yeah, uh, you're in a good good place um, whispers of the muse is a is a, is a well-known one time spiral i was wrong time spiral had new buyback cards no that's what i said yeah 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 they had worm calling time spiral time spiral brought back most mechanics though and and buyback is a, and, is and a, modern horizons did too it had recruit the worthy yeah right 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 the, the, the soldier maker yeah 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 so buyback is just a it's just a function that allows you when you play a spell if you meet a certain mana condition usually mm-hmm. sometimes it's something other like constant forbid. constant mist is like in commander at least really high up there that's the fog where you buy back by sacking a land now buyback the you only get the card back if the spell resolves so but you still have to pay the buyback cost when you cast it correct so if i cast uh capsize for three mana to bounce your permanent and then i pay three to buy it back when i cast it but you counterspell it i'm down six and i just the spell doesn't resolve so corpse dance is is le- yeah it does have buyback now the problem with corpse dance is it like ruins magic yeah. by being legal because you have to keep your graveyard in order yeah it's really <laughs> I think it single handedly is the reason in legacy you have to because it is the only powerful or it's one of the only powerful you're the order of your graveyard, graveyard matters. matters yeah um so that is that is our number uh that is our number nineteen yep we are uh, going to continue moving now. Next up, we have Metalcraft. Yeah. So this is one that people in modern are way more familiar with. Correct. Obviously, the actual ability Metalcraft. It's funny that that uh, Metalcraft and Affinity are like kind of just associated as the same thing for people mm-hmm. in modern. They're like like the Affinity decks don't even really play Affinity cards for the right. most part. They actually just play Metalcraft cards. Mm-hmm. It's 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 ironic how much Affinity is this bad guy and how much more play metalcraft cards have seen <laughs> and I, I guess so affinity is that the the cost of the spell is reduced by a certain number of things you have mostly it's number of artifacts you have Correct. um in this case metalcraft is something where you have cards that are pretty good and then they have like a bonus if you ha- if you control three or more artifacts mm-hmm. the most famous one in the history of modern of course is mox opal right. Etch champion though is very very good Etch champion is a very very classic yeah. piece of modern and there's like the the white exile spell that if you have Metalcraft, Dispatch. Dispatch is really good. Galvanic Blast does four damage. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, Metalcraft is pushed. You know, that that was a that's a really good mechanic, and it's much easier to have three artifacts than it is to overload your board with things to make Affinity actually good. Well, and and just like because it's it's not a cost reduction mechanic, the cards that have Metalcraft are just a little bit better in general. Where yeah. like like Affinity cards were all overcosted, but you can have them for free. So it was like a harder to balance mechanic. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting how Metalcraft in the long run has just been much more important to modern than Affinity has. Yeah, because Galvanic Blast just being Shock, it, like, it's a pretty high upside with that card, that you're just playing Shock that does four damage if you have three artifacts. Right. It's pretty savage. Right. It's a good card. Um, Next card on the list is Persist. Now, the two most played Persist creatures are Kitchen Finks and um, the Goblin that I always forget the name of. Murderous Red Cap. Murderous Red Cap. Um, I should remember that. That's what I won game nights with. That's one of my favorite <laughs> cards. Uh, it is, and basically what persists is, is if a creature dies, uh, when it, it 
if it did not have a minus one minus one counter on it, it returns with a with a minus one minus one counter on it. So you basically get like two hits off the creature. It's famously very good with cards like Malira or um, Anafenza, the foremost, which whenever a creature enters play, you can put a plus one plus one counter on it or minus one minus one counters can't get placed on creatures. So with a sack outlet, you can go infinite. With these two cards, you can either do infinite damage with Murder Strike Cap or gain infinite life with like, uh, with, with Kitchen Finks. Uh, you said Anafenza, the foremost. You were thinking Anafenza, Kindred Spirit. Yes, sorry. Foremost is the three color one. Yep, yep. There's yeah. two Anafenzas. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they do that to me? <laughs> um, but yeah, Persist is great. Uh, we already mentioned the Undying thing. So, you know, Persist has been a massive player in Modern for a long time and it's and it's interactive with so many different cards whether you're talking about interacting with a uh, devoted druid or mm-hmm. you're talking about interacting with the gavany township i mean it's it's become one of these it, one of the weirdest rules that magic has <clears throat> something that i've never totally gotten is that if there's a minus one minus one counter on your creature and you put a plus one plus one counter on the creature both counters disappear mm-hmm. as opposed to you just having counters of both on and I understand from a from a simplicity standpoint the reason that exists. Like it makes total sense. Let's simplify the game. But like it doesn't totally make sense to me. It, it almost feels like it invalidates the idea of the drawback because right. like there are so many more cards that put plus one plus one counters on things. It makes it persist so much easier to abuse. Yeah. Um, but and, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and the new new newly added lesser master core is another persist card. This allows you to kind of do the combo and colorless things if you have a win condition with your sack outlet. Um, and then I think Glenelendra Archmage, which is the counterspell that lets you persist, or um, Woodfall Primus are probably the other two big famous yeah, ones. those are all big ones. Um, next on the list is Modular. Probably the other, like, oh, actually better than Affinity Mechanic. <laughs> uh, specifically on the back of Arcbound Ravager. Yeah. Being, like, the main one. But then just the... Hardened Scales. Hardened Scales. Just with Hardened Scales and those type of effects. The fact that Wizard just keeps printing mechanics that, like, plus one, plus one encounters are good. And we are going to, like, lean into them as a resource. And Modular is this, like, very powerful way of, like, interacting with plus one, plus one yeah. encounters. And uses mechanics. like And it has Arcbound Ravager, right? Like, Arcbound Ravager, I think, is just the main key card. Ravager's the most famous Modular card by a mile. It's, yes. like, one of the essential cards. Um, definitely, though, Hardened Scales... The printing of hardened scales pushed the concept of this, like like you're saying, in a major way. Mm-hmm. Like like modular was good without hardened scales, though. Like modular is just basically the mechanic of Arcbound Ravager. That's right. not really doesn't exist in modern as much else. There is one very significant piece of this whole conversation. It's the fact that Ink Moth Nexus, as a land, can put because it turns itself into an artifact creature, can dump all the counters onto it, and then the counters stay when it turns back into a land. Correct. Correct. That's like the most essential piece of, of modular because, as we just mentioned a second ago, interacting with lands is hard anyway. Right. So when you have this giant infect land and you can dump all of your dead things at instant speed when they try to kill it, that's that gets really, really, really right. crazy. So uh, we are now into the top 15, yep. guys. And this is – it's funny. I, I'm looking here at number 13, which we're going to get to in a second. This doesn't feel that powerful, but it feels very loved. It's 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 definitely beloved. It got it got some votes. Um, yeah. Well, 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 let's let's we'll get let's get there. We'll yeah. Get there. yeah, you're skipping ahead. I'm just surprised. That's yeah. like well, that's spoilers. Now people are confused because this mechanic that we're about to talk about, I would argue, is not very beloved. People hate this mechanic. Uh, <laughs> and the mechanic is miracle. Um, it is for those who don't know. Uh, it's a card that when you um, draw it. Yeah. Uh, if it's the first card you drew that turn, you can look at it and pay a smaller cost normally and it, get the effect for, for cheap right then. So the most famous example is probably Terminus or the one that sees the most play in modern yeah. history is Terminus where uh, it's a six mana, uh, put all creatures in play on the bottom of their owner's library. Uh, if tournament, Terminus is miracle, so if you is the first card you drew that turn, you can reveal it, pay its miracle cost, which is one white, and then do it for one white versus six. And... Top four board wipes in modern history, if not higher than that, pretty easily. Yeah, it's um, been it's been pushed. Like, uh, I mean, the cards that were pushed in the initial printing were there was a couple different big mythics. You had Temporal Mastery, which is Time Walk, the the miracle. Mm-hmm. You had Entreat the Angels, which was a big control finisher for a long time. You had Bonfire of the Van Bonfire of the Damned, uh, yeah. which was a giant red board wipe in standard and 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 famous for like. Bonfire of the Dame is probably the famous for the most swingiest moments with this mechanic. Yeah. This is the one where, like, I think there's a, a good gif out there of Brian Kibler. Yeah. Just, like, 
I win this as long as you don't top deck bonfire the dam and the person like literally reveals it and yeah. it's bonfire and the whole like crowd around them just like throws their hands up and it's really good. I recommend finding that video. Yeah, I mean, well, it's... maybe Marshall can put it here. I don't know how editing works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely one of those mechanics that because um, the thing about it is that, yeah, if, if the whole thing came down to you could never manipulate the top of your library and magic and it was just random. Fine. I mean, it's not great for the game and the strategy, but like the fact that you can manipulate the top of your library is what makes Miracle actually functionally powerful. So I actually, I'm a little bit on the opposite end of that spectrum. Okay. I think actually that the fact that you can manipulate your library and when you can manipulate your library is when Miracle is fine. Like, oh, you're going through work to make this mechanic good. Got it. It's when it was in standard. The reason it's hated is when I was in standard, it was just purely a luck mechanic of like, oh, I win because right. I got lucky and I remember to reveal this card and it's terminus. And so like sure. I know over the point, like versus like, oh, I had to like top three times or I had to cast brainstorm. Then at least like you're playing with cards that are powerful, but at least like force you to make your deck work. Yeah. Um, when you're when you're just like, oh, I like me winning has nothing to do with skill literally it just has to do with like how this deck is shuffled is like i think where people had more of an visceral negative reaction to the mechanic well that's because the i mean the randomness of magic is the biggest drawback everybody kind of knows that right that's the reason getting mana screwed sucks so much and why people hate it so much so if the whole game comes down to do i do i not top deck this thing which is where the london mulligan has Mm -hmm. come in and yeah etc etc and famously this is just like one of the best decks of probably legacy history was based around the miracles mechanic Uh, i mean because obviously it interacts really really well with jace the mind sculptor and brainstorm jace brainstorm and top right yeah and so when top was legal because top getting banned is the reason it's definitely fallen down in in power level and legacy but those three cards together made it very good uh, next on this list, I'm so excited about this one. I, this is so funny to me that this is this high. I think this is the only mechanic that no one on the internet voted for, <laughs> but we gave it a ten. <laughs> we just love this mechanic. It's suspend, guys. Yeah. It's from Time Spiral. It's suspend. Is this suspend is one of the mechanics that they have admittedly, you know, they designed it and they've admitted this was this was a little too complicated. And a little bit like not based on magic sort of normal play pattern. So we didn't really want this thing to exist, mm-hmm. uh, but it does. <laughs> so basically the way it works is uh, it, it's a card. It has a cost most of the time. Sometimes it doesn't. But you can also instead pay a different cost, but then you uh, suspend it. So it goes into exile and then with counters on it. And then every turn those counters are removed. And once there's no counters on it, it enters play. And if it's a creature, it has haste. Uh so that's a lot of words. <laughs> and most of the time at this point, it's like there are a few powerful ones that are just like one mana. You get a thing that eventually you want. So there's the ramp spell and the burn spell. Yeah, you have you have search for tomorrow and you have um, uh, Rift Bolt. Rift Bolt. And, and when it was in standard, you even had cards like Eon Chronicler that saw a lot of play. Mm-hmm. Lotus Bloom, obviously, is Black Lotus with suspend four, but it has no casting costs. So yeah, because the other end is the no casting cost cards, right? And that's the one that in modern probably sees the most play because you have ancestral visions yeah you have lotus bloom yep and now you have like uh the footfall the the rhino one yes a uh, crashing footfalls yeah, you have, and you have hypergenesis which is banned like it, it is on this list partially because there is it is one of the ones that has a banned card um but on, those, on the, the band list. the reason it has banned cards is not because the actual fairness of the mechanics of spend where you pay the alternative cost wait per turn you know Keldon halderbeer is not the reason Correct. that it's, it's it's that they print cards that let you cast spells for their total converted mana cost for free or in different ways so cascade does this electro dominance did this um and technically the cost is zero so and, yeah the as foretold which is an enchantment that lets you cast cards for your hand for zero dreadhorde arcanist dreadhorde arcanist so there's different there's different cards that they keep printing that let you play these cards for free which makes them really powerful most famously probably is the um not undying what's the the cascade living end living end the yeah. living end decks where you play a bunch of cyclers getting them into your graveyard then you cascade into living end putting all those creatures in the play um so yeah i love suspend uh, I ha- i'm happy to see it so high i even remember playing like joyra of the g2 and rift elemental uh, mm-hmm. in like a ptq back in the day in standard so i i think it deserves i mean like i I think it deserves to be. So obviously, we read it as a ten, but we I mean, just we listed made a list, lot of so obviously very powerful <laughs> cards. And two, when the ban list was created, two different suspend cards were on the ban list. Yeah, between ancestral visions and hypergenesis. Fair. So there's at least two different decks that have been very powerful in modern history, yeah. based purely off of suspend. Not to mention like a bunch of tier two point five decks of like all the dreadhorde arcanist ones. I think it's deserving. So next up, we have the one we were just talking about, which is a compared to suspend ridiculously underpowered mechanic, and that's investigate. Except there's one 
card. One guy. Yeah, and it's Ty it's Tyler's Tracker, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Tyler's Tracker, which basically utilizes both landfall and investigate in the mm -hmm. same card um, that states whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, investigate, right? Yeah. And so what investigating is, is when you investigate, you create a uh, artifact token clue, artifact clue token, and all clue tokens, you can pay two mana to sacrifice and draw a card. It's extremely flavorful. Um, it is one of like the, I think like, Maybe a top end limited mechanic for me, just in general. Like one of the things that made Shadows Over Innistrad so good was how cool Investigate was. Um, well, it's kind of in the same vein I was just talking about a second ago with Extort, right? Like it's this the whole idea that all of your cards have this extra little thing mm -hmm. that make every spell you cast just a little better. Mm -hmm. And obviously Extort is every spell when you have one in play. But with Investigate, it was such a common mechanic in that set that like even like uh, what what's what was the one white. One two, they got it saw a ton oh, of play. He, yeah, he, and he see, and, and they see play. Thraven and Inspector. Yeah, Thraven Inspector. Right, like so. I and just that's one white for a one two that investigates. Right. And yeah. That's all it does, it's just a white card that draws a card for one mana. <laughs> so investigates really good. We don't need to say that much about it because it's it doesn't other than just Tyler's tracker. Like it doesn't really have a function that's powerful. It's I, just good. I, I do think I do think it is. Well, I think I think uh, Thraven Inspector is, is the other is one. A good card. Uh, I, I think it is as we go through these mechanics. The like the most potential for underutilized. Like, yeah. I, this is a mechanic I really hope Wizards comes back to. I love the artifact token mechanics. Even like, even though Oko was too powerful, I love food. I love investigate. I loved treasure. Yeah. Like, all of these like cool token mechanics I think are really dope. And like investigate is probably my favorite of them. And we've been working on it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, coming up number 12, we have kicker. Kicker mm -hmm. dates way back. Kicker goes back to invasion. That was mm -hmm. the first set. Like this is a pretty modern set. There's kind of an argument that every single mechanic ever is kicker, right? That's yeah, like something. It's, it's every mechanic is kicker or uh, a double, like a double face card. Like those are like, like okay, sure. Those are like the two main things. <laughs> yeah, and I understand that. Um, I think it's less true than it was at one point. What's the most powerful kicker card in modern? Burst lightning. Yeah, that's kind of. Vines of the Vastwood is probably the answer. That's probably the, the modern answer. Yeah. Um, Kicker, Kicker states that at the time you cast a spell, there's an additional cost that you can pay when you cast it. Basically, the exact way I described buyback is just Kicker, except you get the card back. Um, and when you cast it, it's part of the spell. So if they counter it, you pay for it, and it still doesn't work. Correct. Right of Replication is, like, famous in, in Commander. Commander, like yeah. The one yeah, that clones, yeah. and you kick it, you get, like, five of them. I've definitely done broken things with it. Oh, I want to say this was so high partially due to the community vote. Yeah. Like people really love Kicker. Love Kicker, Kicker, yeah. Kicker is up there with, and as we get farther up, some of the like most beloved old mechanics. Yeah. Um, we're just like, it's always fun when I bring it back. It's great and limited. It's, I actually really don't like Kicker. It, I have the opposite reaction to it. I yeah. don't see it as like, oh, I have the choice of getting this cheap thing or this expensive thing. All I see is like, I refuse to play the spell unless I can pay for the full value. <laughs> um, so, so number 11, we have something that is appropriately costed for what it does. And this is actually sort of funny. And it'll be a good lead in because I have something to talk about to you guys in a second. Um, we have Annihilator. Originally came out in Rise of the Eldrazi. Mm -hmm. It is... Mm -hmm. It is a mechanic that states that when a creature with Annihilator attacks at the time of attack, whatever the Annihilator number is, your opponent must sacrifice that many permanents. Yep. Famously, only in Rise of Eldrazi, it is on a bunch of Eldrazi, probably, like, in a seen a lot of play in in modern perspective, Emrakul the Aeon's Torn, the, like, original Emrakul is the, probably the most played ones, but even then, second to that is um, the... Kozilek, right? Yeah. Like those are probably the two, before it's new or no Ulamog. Sorry, Ulamog saw a lot of play, and then Nulamog kind of replaced them. The the most famous, the, the, I mean, so you have Emrakul, but on the other end, you have Ulamog's Crusher, which is an eight mana eight eight uh, at common in Rise of Eldrazi that had Annihilator two, and that like it had to attack each turn of Able, but at common be able to get an eight eight for eight that made your opponent sack two things when you attacked was crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Eldrazi Conscription is yeah. like actually probably one I've played the most after Emrakul because just being able, you can cheat it in with Salvador Zalasalara. I've tried making that happen in modern. Yeah. Six mana spells that win you the game. There's better things you could be doing, but uh, getting, giving a creature plus 10 plus 10 and Annihilator 2 and Trample is uh, really good. So, and speaking of Eldrazi Conscription, I'm actually going to be doing a deck tech this week talking about the brand new deck from Saffron Olive, uh, and it's actually called Hollow Herald. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, sweet. I'll talk about it in a second. Um, it's actually only exclusive to patrons, which is a good break for us because we're about to get to our top 10. Yeah. And we actually just completely rebranded the Patreon. Alex and I spent like an hour and a half yesterday sitting down, talking through clever names, trying to come up with all different ways to make the Patreon new, fresh, exciting, and worth it. Uh, 
Um, obviously, we've been doing the show for a lot of years together, and we have spent a lot of money to try to make this show work and keep mm-hmm. it going. And this is the year that we decided that we really want to try to find a way to start interacting with you guys through Patreon. And so we have renamed the Patreon. You guys may have heard it at the beginning of the episode. This is now the House of Modern. Uh, Welcome to the House of Modern. <laughs> <laughs> um, we wanted to lean in. So if, you, if people are familiar with places like Soho House or even like the, the House and or the House of Commons, I don't know, like other like yeah, sure. high. It was meant to be fancy. Like Ben brings on the fancy on the you're, podcast. You're wearing I, a Taco Bell Baby Yoda shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing, ta- <laughs> you know, obviously the fanciest of uh, a wear is done on this podcast. Alex and, is under the, he's under the radar fancy though. Like he's actually fancy. Well, like, yeah, all the button down. But yeah, they, they, they're like loud. I'm yeah. loud fancy. Your, yeah. your subtle black tight suit fancy. It's black tight suits. You're just gaining weight. That's all that's happening. Um, but uh, anyway, guys, guys so we we have renamed it the house of modern there are six levels we're just going to quickly run through a couple of them so you guys kind of know what's going on um the opening level which is the dredge level we're calling it it's just a big thank you the way patreon works and we didn't know this when we started is that there is a processing fee on most patrons uh you sign up with a credit card at the one dollar level we are super appreciative of it so is patreon and so is the credit card company Uh, about half of the donation on a one dollar patron gets processed away and so it's a big thank you and obviously i am a one dollar patron of a bunch of people because i want to show support um but that's so we we will send you a personalized thank you if you're a one dollar patron if you are you've probably already gotten it uh there will also be uh a short video that we post separately that because before this the one dollar patron was ben would read your name in the fatal voice from yes top decking. so everyone that is there we've missed some of you so we're just going to do everyone at once in one video yeah um that'll be posting later uh next week at the $2 tier, which we're calling the Scry tier, you get the same thing as one. You'll get that thank you message, but you are going to get access to the exclusive Masters of Modern Discord. Um, and in the Discord, there are a bunch of different groups. There are a bunch of different levels. As I'm doing more brews and things that I'm doing with the 10 Minutes of Magic series, they're going to get posted in there. Um, so again, that's the $2 level, the Scry well, level. Yeah, so the first tier was the Dredge tier. Yep. Second tier is the Scry tier. Yep. Next we got... Flashback. Flashback. So tier. the flashback tier is the $5 tier. And this one, you guys, if you're already at it, you've gotten the Lifelinker code, which was like a cool, uh, it's a cool app that the Command Zone guys did. We had our own code for it. We send you that code. You get a- access to the raw edits on these episodes. So uh, you probably will get access to me trying nine times to record our Welcome to the Channel video. Oh, yeah, they get earlier. the whole new channel <laughs> welcome that's at the beginning of every episode. That's cool. Um, <laughs> and, and we do these hot takes that come out on Tuesdays, which is like our, at the end of this episode, we're going to be talking about the top 10 evergreen mechanics. Yeah, mentioned that video. earlier in the episode. Um, but we're going to give them to you guys at the $5 tier, the flashback tier, one day early. We'll just post them in the Patreon. So if you're already patrons at that $5 level, you're going to see those going up one day early. You get a little bit of early access to the content. Now for the Delve tier. This is the $10 tier. Um, and we thought about it, and we have decided that the $10 tier, we wanted to give something really special to you guys. So we are going to be twice a month doing quick, these are just going to be simple, straight-to-camera deck decks. Um, the one where I'm going to be doing today is Hollow Herald. So this is a deck that's utilizing Goblin Lore and Hollow One. It's taking a lot of the ideas from the Hollow One deck, but it's also playing Eldrazi Conscription and Storm Herald. Sweet. So it's like super fast. Um, it plays, I think, Flame Wake Adept is the one drop in red that whenever you discard a card, it gets plus one, plus oh. Mm-hmm. And also the Phoenixes. So it kind of is doing all of those cool things where cool. it has the four power so you can get the thing back. Anyway, I'm going to break all this down in a video. And uh, twice a month, Alex, myself, Michael, or all three of us will be doing these little deck techs. And they are only for patrons. They're they're not ever going to get posted to the YouTube channel. 10 Minutes of Magic, I'll do some other stuff there. But we want to find a way to really reward you guys at this Delve tier. We also are going to follow you on Twitter. Uh, I will follow you. Alex will follow you. The Masters of Modern account will follow you. And Michael Grothy will follow you. So um, we will follow you. That We can interact with you guys. You guys get to kind of hear our thoughts all the time on Twitter. You can interact with us there. This, tweet this at is, us. This is all the Delve tier. This is all the $10 tier. Yeah. And, and the, the, the other additional thing that will happen is if we ever have like cool ideas for a new video series or like pilots that we film or something like that, that will also be, be made available for people at the Delve tier. Yeah. So uh, check those out. We have just two quick ones left to talk about. The next up is the exalted tier become a house noble we currently have one house noble you heard his name at the top of the episode andrew kelso if you join this tier your name will be added to that list at the beginning of every single episode of the show so we will always introduce the show thank you for becoming a house noble in the house of modern and uh, you will hear your name on the show basically you're an unofficial associate producer of the show at that point we need the support of you guys to keep growing this thing and that's the best way to do it is is join up at that exalted tier Um, and we actually have a special deal right now because the $50 tier, which full disclosure, guys, we have zero people at this tier right now. We just introduced it. This one is called the storm tier. 
And uh, we have a thing in the storm tier called tea time at the modern house. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's fancy. And we also do tea time at the office every day. We, we like, do. walk to Starbucks and get like I get a, a Arnold Palmer. <laughs> so the way tea time works is classy, classing it up with classy. Arnold Palmer's, baby Yoda's, and Taco Bell sweaters. You drink very classy drinks. Yeah, mostly coffee. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> At the $50 tier, the storm tier, what happens is before we go live on the show every single week, uh, we are going to jump on a Google Hangout, effectively a video chat. We'll obviously decide which method to use, but we will jump on a chat with you guys for about 10 minutes and one-on-one hangout. You guys can ask us questions about the show. You can make suggestions. If we were doing this episode today, literally about ranking the tiers, you'd be able to give your opinion what you think the most powerful mechanic is. We would be able to quote you on the show if you wanted that. And so uh, that is a special thing we're doing. Uh, The storm tier, the $50 tier, you also get access to all lower things you're going to hear your name shout out at the beginning of every episode and until the end of the month only until the end of march because it's a brand new thing if you do want to sign up at that exalted tier and become a house noble you will forever have access as long as you're at that 25 dollars tier to the storm tier the 50 dollars tier so 25 gets you 50 this month so at the end of the month if anybody wants to take a shot on it Go for it. We're really excited about it. Um, I know because on Action Industries, the other Patreon I run with Andrew Guy, we do something similar called the General's Bunker. And I've actually gotten to know a lot of the biggest supporters of the brand very personally because uh, I talk to you guys multiple times a week in these chats. So if you guys are big fans of what we're doing, if you guys want to interact, give suggestions, sign up at that storm tier until the end of the month. Exalted gets you there. So there you go, guys. That's the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the MMCast. Go check it out. Sign up. Upgrade. Whatever you want to do. Send us a message if you have any questions. We're, we're pumped about this. We're going to do a full video breakdown otherwise. But uh, those are the updates on the Patreon. And now I yep. think we should get to the top 10. Top 10. Uh, all right. Number 10. Right. Did I, yeah. I lost my spot. Am I it, here? This yeah, is not a 10. modern mechanic. It's yeah, a yeah. popper mechanic. This is this is this is I think the last of the like, well, the people's votes really mattered and got them high up. Maybe the next one, but uh Monarch. Yeah, so so Monarch is uh is this ability from from conspiracy. Um, uh, conspiracy two. What is the best monarch card? Uh, land. So it's. I think it's the white. The the white comp. I mean, so monarch's really weird, right? So yeah. like the way the mechanic works is. Uh, Someone becomes the monarch. Then this happens through um, different cards you play. Some of them give it to you. Some of them require you to do a thing to get it. Um, but once you get the monarch, uh, every turn at the end of your turn, you draw a card. And But if someone does damage to you, they then become the monarch. So for the rest of the game, the monarch token exists. Gotcha. And will be passed around to whoever did damage most recently to a player that has monarch. It was developed for commander or for multiplayer formats because it was a conspiracy uh, mechanic, which is a famously multiplayer draft format. Yeah. Where if I have it, you now have to do damage to me, but then someone else can do damage to you to get it from you. They don't have to do damage. You know, it's like it moves yeah, around yeah, yeah, two yeah, players, yeah. but has also seen significant play in Popper. Um, it's like a Popper defining card. And that's, that's it's either like the, the land is probably the best one on paper. Yeah. Especially just because it can see play in the most decks if, as, as a commander throne thing. Throne of the something throne. Yeah, I'm looking up. Uh, throne of the, not throne of the something monarch. throne. Uh, Sigil of the Empty Throne? Throne no. of the High City. Isn't isn't that's there the isn't there like a white palace jailer? Yeah, yeah, palace jailer is probably the best one. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's an uncommon. So palace jailer is really cool. I got to play with it actually over the weekend or at Reno during mystery booster draft. Some mystery boosties. Uh, when palace jailer enters the battlefield, you become the mar- monarch. It also exiles a creature, but as long as you're the monarch. Yeah. So it's not like O-Ring where the creature has to die. You just have to lose the Monarch for it to go away. Yeah. Queen Marchesa is probably the legendary that has Monarch that's seen the most like high-profile commander play. Yeah. Um, what is... It's Palace Sentinels. Palace Sentinels is the like popper staple. Which gotcha. Which is a 2-4-4-4. Four, four, four. When it enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch. Part of the reason I think it's so high... I mean, like the people... The people... The people's people uh, voted five... There are five different votes for it, which just... Which is high as far as these things go. I think the highest are like 13 and 11 and 9, which are the top things. Um, Everything above this, for the most part, did better than this. Um, It's really fun. Like, this is a mechanic I would love to see in standard. In fact, it was supposed to be in standard at one time. And then Ascend, then then Conspiracy took it and had already come out. So Ascend ended up being the mechanic they used instead, which was like, how many mechanics? Do you have 10 things in play? You've Ascended. Yeah. Um, But... Just as far as a mechanic goes, I would love to see this in standard and and through that modern and pioneer and every other format because I think it's like a really fun mechanic. Yeah, it encourages really cool gameplay because it makes you play aggressively. You have to attack, so it's like a great 
aggressive card draw engine. Yeah. Um, forcing control to kind of play a different game, which I think would be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monarch is sweet. I think it's, it's cool. I actually think, and the cards that's been printed on are pretty appropriately balanced. So I'm, I'm all about that coming like, up. Number nine, we've got landfall. Um, now landfall, we mentioned just a second ago, tireless tracker is mm-hmm. probably the best landfall card in modern. Mm, um, I mean, Lotus Cobra was classically the landfall card when they printed the mechanic. It was the big push mythic. Hedron Crab? Are you? I mean, I love I love Hedron Crab. Gra- I just I mean, Groundswell has seen a lot of play. Yeah. Uh, Step links, Bloodgast. It's Bloodgast. Bloodgast oh yeah, is the yeah, best yeah. For sure, card. for sure, for sure. <laughs> so Bloodgast. So so landfall just is a, is a mechanic that states whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, something happens, and it's particularly good in modern because of how ubiquitous fetch lands are. So obviously you get the one trigger when you play the land, but then you sacrifice it to put another land into play. You get two landfall triggers in one turn. Yeah. So like Groundswell, which is a pump spell that gets bigger with landfall. Hedging Crab, which is a self mill or opponent mill card when you yeah. have a landfall trigger. Uh, um, Bloodgast, which is probably the best one we mentioned. This is yep. a creature that when you play a land, if it's in your graveyard, it comes into play for free. So Dredge has played this forever. Um, Lotus Cobra, which was the like the marquee mythic yeah. landfall card when the set was released at back in Zendikar, um, was it's just when you play a land, you get a mana. So it has very broken things it can do. Yeah, Lotus Cobra um, classically like was that was the ability to jump from three to five mana on turn three because right. it's like a two one creature for two whenever land enters the battlefield under your control add one mana of any color beautiful art really cool card design and with a fetch land which were printed in that set you'd go fetch land yeah. get one mana crack it get one mana tap it for another it was famously like forty dollars at pre-release yeah in, a t- in an era where cards were not that expensive like this was like the most expensive card in standard and then didn't end up doing a whole lot um, and i have like but, a one i have like one of the master's edition foil reprints uh, of it nice. and it's worth like eight dollars yeah, i like yeah. it it's like so pretty though uh searing blaze also sees a lot of play that's the yeah. spell um and then retreat to Coralhelm, i think is the other major one which is the combo with knight of the reliquary yeah which you, uh kind of basically pseudo go infinite sacking forests and untapping knight so you have like an extremely large knight of the reliquary um and I yeah. think those are the main ones that have seen play. It's really modern. good. Obviously, it interacts with lands, which is like one of the things that right. you know, it gets a big bonus off of lands. It also is a mechanic that like as long as they have priority, you can't respond to. Yeah. So like if I um, have because you like if it's my turn and I play a land, there's no like way for you to stop me from playing that. Land yeah. For that trigger going off, you can't kill the creature in response to me playing a land. So you like are guaranteed to get a land ball trigger as long as the person like doesn't kill the creature during your upkeep. Right? Yeah. So. Um, that's really cool. Next mechanic and top 10 sweet. Like all these are really good and really fun. Yeah. Next uh, up we've got Cascade. Like Cascade. So the most famous Cascade card far and away because it was at one point banned in modern is Bloodbraid Elf. Mm-hmm. Um, green, red, two, three, two, haste. When you cast a card with Cascade, it states that you reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card with converted mana cost less than the card you just cast. Mm-hmm. Cast it without paying its mana cost. Now, Cascade's great for a couple reasons. Obviously, just the value of getting a spell. Right. Like, but also... Like, Bloodbraid Elf famously is played purely from a value perspective for the most part, right? Like, it's played in Jun because it draws you two cards and is really good. But with those free cards we mentioned, the ones that don't have a casting cost that are, like, from, from suspend cards, you can then hit, like, an Ancestral Vision or something like that off of a Cascade card. Or most famously, you would play these really bad three-mana Cascade spells they would hit Living End, and you would just get to cast the six-mana right. spell automatically. Your deck was constructed to take advantage of it. Hypergenesis was this way. That's why it's banned. Um, the, the fact that Violent Outburst might be the most played Cascade spell in modern history over Bloodbraid Elf, because Bloodbraid Elf was banned for that like period of time, yeah. is like really funny. And Demonic Dread and Ardent Play are also like, very played. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I, I picked Violent Outburst because it's at instant speed, so I feel like people have like... Yeah. You want to get that Violent Outburst, and if you're going to cut one of them, that's the one you never cut because it's an instant. Yeah, you can like... You can like... You can like... Uh, living End during their combat step. Right, right. And like, and famously, like, Charlotte's Agent is probably the other most played Cascade spell, and this was printed originally in... Plaintiffs. Yeah, plane chase. Plane chase, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Blue, green, one for a two-two artifact creature. That cascades. It cascades. It's just yeah. a two-two with cascade. Yeah, yeah, and like has seen a ton of play in Legacy because just partially just value, right? Like cas- playing this and then cascading into him to Torak is such a blowout to people, and then and then you have ancestral visions, which lets you do next level things so yeah it's really powerful and it's blue so and it's so, so, so it pitches to force which is and it's an artifact that has like it's like has all these little things about it that make it good in every direction agreed so um, so we're, we're getting we're counting down to some pretty powerful stuff here guys coming in number seven 
We've got Infect. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Infect is a deck in Modern you guys are very aware of. The most powerful Infect card far and away, we already mentioned on the show, is Ink Moth Nexus. Mm-hmm. It's a land, once again. We're seeing a consistent theme here. Um, and uh, <laughs> Things it's, are good. Uh, Infect, whatever the pow- damage it does is the amount of poison damage. So you can use pump spells, like Become Immense, or yeah. uh, what's the landfall one I just mentioned? We've actually mentioned Groundswell, Groundswell and the, the what's the kicker one? Vines of Asswood. Vines of Asswood. <laughs> We've named them all. <laughs> um, uh, all of these effects allow you to like increase the poison damage. And yeah. you only need 10 to kill them once they're down at 10. Yeah, Glistener Elf, Blighted Agent. These are like some of the creatures that have had it, that have that have done damage. It was, you know, it's it's a, it's a fun mechanic. It was in limited, just okay. It was cool, but like kind of weirdly like siloed with the way you would have to build. It was really good in limited. It just, you if you were doing infect, you had to be the only person at the table doing infect or that person had to be on the other side of the table during lap draft and you like couldn't pivot away from it very easily. Do you think they'll bring it back? Uh, it is famous for... A, excuse me, warping a format around itself. So it's, it was supposed to be a mechanic brought back in Modern Horizons 2. Yeah. And it was in there and they're like, oh no, this just doesn't work. Modern Masters but 2. Modern Masters 2. Yeah. Sorry. Modern Masters 2 and it just like didn't really work correctly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it, like, it, I think it'd be really hard for it not to come back in. If we go back to New Phyrexia, coin flip. I mean, it has iconic cards. Blightsteel Colossus is probably the most mm-hmm. iconic card ever printed, like, with Infect. Oh, Inkloth Nexus, you I'm don't like, think? I think Inkloth is the best card. Mm-hmm. I just think Blightsteel is more iconic. Sure. Right? Like, Blightsteel is like a commander card. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, play, it's played a yeah. commander. It's, it's slowed down a little bit just because, like, mm-hmm. getting briberied within a new deck sucks. <laughs> and, like, and, and, like, working to get it in play and then, like, getting it pathed like, yeah. sucks. Yeah, so moving on, number six. I'm going to let you take this one because this is one of your favorite mechanics ever. Number six is Dredge. It's interesting because a lot of this top ten is also probably considered mistakes by Wizards. In fact, of the mechanics that we will be talking about, they're either they're either the most returned mechanics of all time or yeah. mechanics that Wizards absolutely thinks is a mistake. Uh, Dredge is on the mistake side. They've stated that. I mean, like, they printed stuff in Modern Horizon, so, like, the Modern Horizon time spiral world of printing new Dredge cards may happen. Um, the one that they printed was the one that kills artifacts for Dredge 1, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, but Dredge is... So what Dredge does is it replaces your draw step. Instead of drawing a card, you if there's a card with Dredge in your graveyard, you then return that card to your hand, and then it's Dredge X. So Dredge 3, Dredge 5. You then mill... From the top of your deck, those cards equal yeah. to that number. It is like the first time you read it, it takes like six times to wrap your brain around how it works. It is by far a more complicated mechanic. Yeah. Um, and famously has created a bunch of decks that are just like not playing magic. Like the the classic legacy dredge deck does not play Magic the Gathering. It's right. playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and you have to like figure out how to win <laughs> against them playing a bunch of these free cards every turn. Yeah, it's like taking advantage of a bunch of weird mechanics and, right. and, and, and combining them together. And it's a huge player in modern right now and, and they every time they print a card like Creeping Chill, it just pushes it a little further in the direction of super good. Famously and, the only mechanic that had a card unbanned and then rebanned yeah. uh, with Golgari Grave Troll. Like they unbanned it, it was fine, then they went back to Shadows of Innistrad. Enough graveyard cards were printed in a modern that they were like Oh, now it's no longer good. Uh, no, no longer allowed to be in the format. And then um, probably the most like non like this is played only in dredge decks. Dredge yeah. card is my favorite card, maybe of all time, or second favorite card because Kest is yeah. the mage was printed. Is Life of the Loam. Yeah, um, which is Lum. lets you get three cards from your graveyard, put them back into your hand, and has dredge three. So it's like this really cool card draw engine. Uh, so now getting into the top five. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like the most powerful stuff of the powerful. Um, number five, Phyrexian Mana. Yep. So new Phyrexia, you obviously could pay two life instead of the colored symbol. Cards that started out banned before Modern was even a format. Mental Misstep was on there. Yeah, and has since been added. Uh, Getaxian Probe is banned. Probe and uh, Birthing Pod. And Birthing Pod are banned. I think it is tied for most cards on the ban list uh, with our next card. Yeah. Next, next mechanic. Um, this... Like, we free spells are bad. And as we, the next mechanic is also going to be about that. Don't print free stuff. <laughs> it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be uh, just constantly the same thing happens over and over again. And yeah. with Phyrexian Mana, I mean, I, the cards that are still legal that you can use with Phyrexian Mana, I love. Like, I love Postmortem Lunge. Mm-hmm. I love Mutagenic Growth. Um, I, like, I'm just a big fan of this mechanic, even though it's, like, really broken. I, like, love Birthing Pod. I, I've been on a pretty hard unbanned Birthing Pod kick. Yeah. Um, I think that card is, like... 
very fun. I don't think it's too powerful anymore. There's enough ways, like before it like dodged every good removal spell in the format, like Colgan's Command seeing as much play as it does, Assassin's Trophy seeing yeah. as much play as it does, and like even like Knight of Autumn, there's enough ways to kill a yeah. birthing pod that I think it would be really cool to see it back. Um, what was the card? Didn't this mechanic get printed onto uh, Commander card Crick? Yes. Uh, I'm never going to say his name correctly. It's like 18 consonants. <laughs> Crick or something uh, like that. That The mechanic is great. Like, the thing that's so interesting about it, and I think the reason that it's broken, is not only that you're cheating to get ahead on mana, but it allows you to play things out of color because you don't have to actually pay for the color of the spell. Mm -hmm. So, like, Apostle's Blessing is a good example of a fair card where, because you can pay two life instead of the white casting cost, for one colorless at instant speed, you can give target creature or artifact you control protection from creatures or artifacts until end of turn. Like, you shouldn't have access to one mana effectively don't target me counterspell for colorless. Like, mm -hmm. that's not really the way magic's supposed to work. And, and like, probably right now, uh, Surgical Attraction is the most played first year mana spell yeah. in the format. Uh, Dismember has, like, classically it's been one of, of the big removal spells, giving it to not, you know, blue decks can give minus five, yeah. minus five to a creature for the sacrificing of their life total. So, um, obviously very powerful. So, okay. <laughs> we go back to Phyrexia. Gonna happen. Yep. In fact... Or new uh, Phyrexian mana. Phyrexian mana. Phyrexian mana. No, no, no. Not what you want. What do you think is likely to be in the set? In fact. In fact. Okay. I think for them to put Phyrexian mana back into a set, they will do it because they like to push the power level. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be a situation like when they brought back... Um, what was the mechanic they brought back where like it just wasn't very good? Like people wanted it to be good and it just wasn't even close. Like Storm. Like what was the last really good no. Storm card that got printed? Well, Storm's no longer being printed. That's the problem. They, like they can't print a Storm card that like because Grape Shot was in that set, right? Yeah. Like, they can't print a Storm card that is exciting and not be too good. Yeah. Like, there's no way to do that. I mean, they tried to bring back. Yeah, I guess they tried to bring back Delve. Landfall and... was pretty disappointing the second time. Not yeah. gonna lie. I mean, like that's that's a mechanic that the first time was much cooler. Well, so number four um, on our list is Delve, and they brought it back in Modern Horizons with Hogak, and it was supposed to be balanced, and it wasn't. It was totally unfair, and they had to ban it immediately. Yeah. So, so that's what's so interesting <laughs> about Delve. Like, so Delve, we had we had Delve, Frixian Mana, and Dredge all with like the exact same amount of points, and we had to like decide which one was going to go top end, and like you originally when you went in and rated the three because that was your part of yeah. how we ranked these you had Phyrexian Man above it and it was the one where I was like I don't know because Delve every single time Delve has been printed other than the first time yeah which was two cards in Time Sparrow Block it broke modern yeah like the, when it was printed in Cons Block Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time broke modern yep then it was printed in Modern Horizons Hogak breaks modern broke modern it, it like is weirdly maybe the most difficult mechanic to balance and the two cards that it was printed with in future sight are like legit very good like like in the end tombstalker got replaced by more efficient threats yeah. it got like there was better cards than it later yeah. on so it just wasn't as good but logic not still is a card that sees a good amount of play Absolutely. it's still very good like that, that's all you know it's we I, have other options which is why it doesn't seem as prominent as it once did but like logic not's one of the best counter spells in modern still i've i've argued a few times that it is the best one. Yeah. And then I think like, like Gurmag Angler and Tassig are just being better than, than, than the, than, um, Mandrels. No, what's the first one? Tombstalker. Tombstalker yeah. is like just, you know, power creep. <laughs> and then even, even, um, the pump spell. Yeah. Is like probably problematic, right? Like, oh yeah. I mean, we've, we've at times thought become immense was going to get banned. Yeah. And there's still a world that exists where somehow they print a piece of redundancy that pushes that card. If we, if we return to infect, I could see becoming a become immense be banned like because they'll need to push it out because like well i don't know like if i'm returning to like, not to go back to infect if i'm reprinting infect yeah. i would lean much more into the like four drop space that they were playing with yeah of like cool ways to interact with this ability and the way like wither kind of works yeah then i would necessarily do straight up infect they could also just return with wither and poison yeah like you get a poisonous and wither as the two mechanics instead of infect like separate them uh, so our top three now yeah. Um, and our, our number three is one of both of our favorites of all time. It's come back in many times. It's cycling. Cycling has come up so many different ways. There's land cycling. There's card cycling. You can cycle away lands. You can cycle away cards. Like uh, it's a it's an ability that just makes your cards all a little better because for some mana cost, you can dump the card in your graveyard and draw a card. And who doesn't uh, like drawing cards? Of the mechanics that we've talked about today, this is the one mechanic that I would like comfortably argue should just be evergreen. 
I think this should just be on every set. I think this should be like Scry. I don't think there's a reason it isn't that way. Yeah. I think every limited format I've ever played is better, is better with cycling in it. I think like decks that use cycling are really good. It lets you like if there was desert cyclers in every set or limited environment, like great. Now like your mana flood issues are never an issue. Yeah. If there's the like the one mana basic land cycler that taps for colorless mana land, like that card's I great. Think that's like better than Evolving Wilds and does the same thing Evolving Wilds, but would actually see play in constructed decks instead of just being the bad card new players have to play. I love that card. I, I even think, like, look at Horizons. Like, the big, the big like, four, three, four flying in blue that cycles for a blue yeah. was, like, great. I love that card. Yep. Like, every set, every time I do a Chaos Draft, you end up getting those, like, old Onslaught Legion Scourge packs and you can cycle away the big six drops. Twisted Abomination. What a classic, like, great Chaos Draft card. Like, I love those cards. This, this, this was the second most voted for mechanic um, by the community. Uh, the f- number one of all, everything here was the number one voted mechanic. Yeah. The next mechanic uh, beat it because of just banned cards. Yeah. They like they have the exact same rating. They're both ten. Uh, with cycling having one more as yeah. far as votes, but uh, the next mechanic we're going to talk about, which is flashback, which has is two cards banned. Close to close to a favorite mechanic of all time for both of us. This is my I, favorite mechanic of all time. I adore flashback. Yeah, I, I find myself looking up flashback on deck searches constantly, even mm-hmm. though I know all the cards, because I just want to find that one. Like Even cards like Thrill of the Hunt I love. Like I love flashback. Just, just like any time a set has a flashback knockoff, I'm excited about it. Aftermath, yeah. love it. Eternalize. Escape, love it. Eternalize, yeah. love it. Like, yeah. give me flashback cards every day of the week. I love cards that I can discard and gain value for. Even, like, the Shadows Over Innistrad fake flashback cards yeah. that are all, like, this card you can exile it to make a zombie token, or you can do, discard a card and this returns to play and you get a 1-1. I love Unearth, like, all day long. Give me flashback mechanics. Well, because it's the thing, it's the thing that takes advantage of like effectively like your exhaust pipe. Like right? Like you it, your graveyard's supposed to be used things, or like if you dump things into your graveyard, it wasn't designed originally that your graveyard was a resource. That that right. didn't exist when magic started. So the way we all learn how to play magic for the most part, if we've played for a long time, is not like your graveyard's really important. It's like that only started to happen later on, but if and then it because they've done such a good job with it, there's this like duality of mm-hmm. If you're somebody who like learns to play with that and loves it, it's really exciting. So, I mean, similar to cycling, right? Like, I mean, the, my favorite card of all time, partially because my name is on it, but like gives every card in my graveyard flashback once yeah. a turn in ways. Snapcaster Mage, Snapcaster Mage, which might be the best creature card ever printed, and is definitely a top card. I think it's the most. Ever. I think if you're going to say what is the most iconic flashback card ever, it's funny that it's, it's not actually a card with flashback. It's a card that gives another spell. Yeah, flashback. yeah. And it is Snapcaster Mage, right? No question, right? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's lingering correct. souls, is like faithless looting, lingering souls. Snap is like Snapcaster Mage and unburial, non-burial rights. Yeah, burial rights. No, no, the other one, the good one, the one that's banned. Dread return, dread return, dread return. Like those are probably the most iconic flashback cards. But even like like all of them, give me flashback travel all preparations. Day long. I just, yeah, I just like, of, like I like limited. It's great. I just want every set to have flashback in it. And Wizards has basically done that for me because there's like constantly flashback variants that are great even like what's not overload what was the the uh the is it mechanic in um oh, oh, oh jumpstart oh, oh. jumpstart jump love jumpstart yeah <laughs> love retrace give it all of it all yeah. day long so um, now we get into our number one which is i would argue not a fun mechanic at all uh it's just a good mechanic yeah. it's the most powerful mechanic ever printed and it's storm yeah i mean i think you guys saw that coming considering this conversation is usually called the storm scale mm-hmm. um it's i don't think it's surprising i think i think this this had the most votes it had 13 votes but this was based on the question on twitter was what is the best mechanic and a lot of people gave favorites a lot of people gave their favorite unlimited favorite and commander favorite whatever like yeah. it was very open-ended on purpose but because storm is probably considered the best mechanic ever printed from a power level perspective yeah one and that's why we gave it a 10. <laughs> the The scale of most likely due t- to be printed again uh, is named after Storm. The only mechanic that is technically higher than Storm on the Storm scale is yeah. uh, banding or mechanics that no longer work like anti. And those have more to do with like banding doesn't work from a different perspective than Storm doesn't work. Storm is a mechanic that makes sense within the rules of the game. People learn how to do it, no problem. It's just impossible to print power levels that are okay. Nope. It breaks the game significantly it is i think responsible for more cards on the ban list than any other mechanic yeah it's weird that storm doesn't actually have that many powerful cards it's just a powerful mechanic right like it has tendrils it has 
grape shot, it has fluster storm and it has like oh, brain freeze. Yeah, so that's like or you pretty much freeze. just named them, but like it's not like some of these other mechanics. Cycling's got a million good cards. Flashback's got a million good cards. Like Storm has not been printed very many times. And they've tried to print it when they have, like when they tried to bring it back in Time Spiral, there was one good card. I guess Empty the Warrens is Empty also the Warrens is really good. Brain Freeze, Grape Shot. Um well, I mean, like, something to really consider. I would argue that of the five original boons from yeah. Alpha, there were five. There was Dark Ritual, Ancestral yep. Recall, uh, Lightning Bolt, Giant Growth, and the white one, Healing Solve, which is classically considered the worst one. And by a significant degree, because those other four are all like either iconic and good or like actually broken and problematic yep. or the best card ever printed. <laughs> um they printed a storm card with half of healing solve, not all even all of healing solve, just yeah. the gain three life, and it has seen significant modern play. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so, like, just adding the word storm to the like famously worst card of that cycle makes it a playable effect. So, like, I don't know. I think like just adding storm to anything is probably dangerous. Yeah, it's really good. Um, all right, guys, that's gonna wrap up the episode today, talking about the top mechanics of all time. Thanks for watching. Check out the Patreon. Be sure to follow along on the social media platforms. Check out Cass's Twitch channel and uh, slash Kesko. You can get a Baby Yoda emote or a Zuko saying hi. Um, hit that subscribe button. Leave your thoughts below in the comments. Do you agree with us? Do you think that we got the right top five? Do you think there are other ones? Whatever you think, leave your thoughts below. You will see us respond to you guys. And as always, thanks for watching the Masters of Modern podcast. See you guys soon. Make sure to check out the Patreon. It's all new, all the time. All, all new. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.